If you haven't heard yet, the third largest lottery jackpot ever in U.S. history has been claimed. Oh, I see a lot of people frowning right now. There must be a lot of ticket holders here this morning. (laughs) Yes, someone bought a winning Mega Millions ticket at a Speedway gas station outside of Chicago, and the numbers were called Friday night. The winner is entitled to $1.28 billion. Now, I'd love to tell you that I was driving through Chicago recently, but I wasn't, so it wasn't me. I didn't win. You know, another priest was telling me a funny story. He did a funeral, and then afterwards, someone came up to him and said, Father, can you help me out? He said, sure, what do you need? And uh, the guy pulled out of his pocket several mega millions lottery tickets and said, Father, can you bless these? (laughs) And the priest frowned and looked down. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I really can't do that. And the guy said, Father, why not? And the priest said, well, I already blessed my own this morning, and I'm all done for the week. (laughs) Did you know that, strangely enough, 70% of people who win big lotteries go broke in less than five years? It's like three out of four. It doesn't matter how big the prize is, three out of four go broke in less than five years. It's all gone. There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, One is that people who are bad at managing money tend to hope for outlandish, outlandish financial miracles that never happen. And so when they, when they get the miracle and win the lottery, they're still bad at managing money. So that's one reason. But I think the bigger reason is that our hearts are idol-making factories. Our hearts that are broken and wounded and are away from God, we just churn out idols We churn them out. Money, possessions, wealth, they're all meant to serve God and his kingdom. But they so quickly become idols that our hearts manufacture. They come off the assembly line and we worship them. And this is what an idol is, a false god. It's anything or anyone who has more claim on my heart than God. We sometimes think that that when we get more money or more of this, more of my idol, that we're better off. Or that if I can just get to this point, I'll finally be satisfied and then I'll be secure. Then I have enough. But it doesn't happen. Remember Koheleth. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Vanity of vanities. These things just vanish so quickly. That's what the rich man should have remembered in the gospel today. It's actually quite uncanny. We we have this news about the mega millions, and then the church's gospel for this Sunday is basically a guy winning the lottery. Like, I find this very, very providential. This man has more than he knows what to do with, but he's a fool because he's not rich in what matters to God. 
He has let his heart become a factory for idols, unchecked, especially the greed that is idolatry. And in order to manufacture that idol, he has to let in his heart the image and likeness of God within him be covered over. He has to push that down and obscure that. The true and living image of God that we have within us, he covers that over and pushes that away. How can we guard against all greed, as Jesus says? How can we be rich in what matters to God and not be foolish? First of all, when you have a bountiful harvest, thank God. The rich fool never actually offers gratitude to God as the source of his blessings. He thinks it's all because of him. He only talks to himself in the gospel. He forgot that the seed belongs to God. He forgot that the sunshine belongs to God. The rain belongs to God. Even the fellow farm workers who help him bring in the harvest, they aren't actually his. They are God's creations, God's children. All of them made this possible. They all belong to God. So first of all, thank God at all times if you want to guard against greed. Next, when you have a bountiful harvest, don't keep it all for yourself. The rich fool could have shared his grain, could have increased the prosperity of his whole village. He could have enabled his neighbors to have a bigger crop next year to help everybody out. But he just built bigger and bigger barns. He indulged his urge to have comfort. When do we do the same thing? When do we build bigger and bigger houses, buy fancier cars, seek after luxury items, when we instead could give? So, brothers and sisters, if you want to guard against all greed, give. Give to the poor, give to your neighbor, give to the church, give to charity, but give. Finally, if you want to guard against all greed, when you have a bountiful harvest, remember that life is short and the hour of our death unknown. Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? We have no idea if we will even wake up tomorrow morning. St. Benedict told his monks all the time, remember to keep death before your eyes daily. The remembrance of our death and of divine judgment is actually one of the most freeing practices we can undertake. When we take on this sobering eternal perspective, we gain wisdom of heart. We see things from God's perspective. So, brothers and sisters, remember your death. Refuse to become fools to the idols of immorality, impurity, evil desires, and greed. Guard against that. Be wise. Be rich in what matters to God. This morning we now turn our hearts towards Jesus Christ as we offer the Eucharist in and through him. Jesus takes our idols from us and he replaces them with holy freedom. 
Jesus takes away our foolishness and fills us with divine wisdom.